0: To fantasy, a podcast book club. I am one of your hosts, Kim, and I'm joined as always by my book besties, Anna and Christina. Hello, ladies. Hi, everyone. Hi. <laughs> Hello. We're so happy excited. <laughs> finally We're recording. So excited. <laughs> we did it. We're here. Yay. Happy first episode, um, guys. Finally. It took
1: us forever. We, we made, made it. it.
2: The snow <laughs> has allowed us to be here together today. Um,
1: yes. yes, the snow so, gods. Yeah. Are you guys okay? What's going on down there? Do people... So for everyone who doesn't know, uh, Chris, Kim and myself, Anna, we both live in Texas. I'm in Houston. Kim's in Fort Worth. Christina is way up in New York City. Yes. And um, Texas got hit with a freak snowstorm. And we... most everyone- so I was without power. My house was without power for like uh, three four days and yeah. I didn't have running water it for like so two bad days it was yep yeah I mean thankfully like we found a place to go and someone took us my brother-in-law took us in but yep. um and sister-in-law but it was it was wild wild like it was so scary the
0: irony of like anna getting hit the worst and she lives the furthest south out of everybody was just Just insane
1: we were supposed to record our first episode i'm literally sitting where i am right now when it happened (laughs) i had everything open i was going over my notes and all of a sudden it just like it flickers and all the electricity goes out and i was like oh shit we
2: just got a text (laughs) we got a text so we're all ready to go. Okay, here we go. We got our notes. We got our things, and then we go text them for a minute. Well, shit. We just well, yeah, lost. We power. just <laughs> lost
0: power. We just lost power. Um. So, anyways, but yes. Out of all the of all, all of us, I was so sure it was
1: going to be me. You guys had like negative degree. Oh my gosh, teachers. it was like, insane. Houston never got negative. It was
0: like negative two. I think was the one of the lowest. It's in like in record history I ever. Mean, ever. Was... And let me tell you, I didn't love it. Didn't Let's love, it. Didn't, not love it. it. Didn't love it. it. Wasn't, wasn't a fan. Wasn't here for it. <laughs> I'm in New York and I'm wasn't. not here for
2: it. And I, I have it all the time. Mm-mm. Just constant.
0: And Christina was <laughs> snug and warm up in New York City with all the power and uh, the water we have, we and
2: just the cold have tips. The, resort, the, the planning. That's here. true. The planning is yes. Is, is key. There we did no not.
1: Texas is our, not our well Our planning equipped. committee was on a flight to Cancun. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: Your planning committee was we going <laughs> to an all-inclusive.
1: You know, aren't oh, we all?
0: Anyways,
2: daughters. let's just all go to King Coop. Maybe we should.
1: The three of us. Hey, let's just do a podcast go episode all there. Our husbands there. will come. Yes. Y'all's kids will come. We'll do a. Oh my God. I don't think episode. my kids need to come. I don't think so. Okay. No, <laughs> that's fine. I'm okay I'm we'll I'm with that. We'll,
0: we'll leave them behind.
1: Though, you know, the three of us. Oh, could speaking just of go. our kids. Yeah, that's fine. So
2: since this is our first episode, we thought we should probably do a little, you know, general background: who we are, how we know each other etc. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess it makes sense for, for me to start. Okay. So I, Christina, um, have been friends with Kim since we were, oh God, like six? Six.
0: Seven. First grade.
2: Um, first grade. We were, we were, yeah, like since we were we little lassies. Mm-hmm. We didn't grow up in Scotland. I don't know why I, <laughs> that I said that. Um, we grew we
0: got up in We had a Fort very Texas. cultural education.
2: Uh, yeah. Our, our teachers were all Scottish. Um, anyways, yes. So... <laughs> we grew up together, um, in Texas and then I met Anna at the uh, University of Oklahoma when we were theater majors, uh, and then moved to New York City together, lived together in New York City, um, great time post college. Great time. <laughs> all just the all the fun all the fun our, single lady our things. Crazy <laughs> days. Um, all the sex in yeah. the city all days. All the sex in the
1: city days. More <laughs> like it.
2: Yes. The Sex and the Cities, but also just, like, constantly an episode of New Girl or Friends. It was, (laughs) there were six of us in a four-bedroom and... One bathroom. Yes, one bathroom, and, um... It was, it was really fun. And
1: Christina. And then when did y'all. Yeah, well, Christina yeah. got married. You got married um a, over mm. a year ago. October. At my of- wedding, yes. Yeah. And yes. Chris, Kim and I met actually for the first time at uh, Christina's Aww. wedding. And I Kim know. has Aww. twins who are about like nine months younger like, than mine. Yeah, they're like yes. two
0: and some change. Yeah, and, and my, my kids like, just yeah. turned,
1: my twins just turned three. And we totally bonded at Christina's wedding it was the was. first time Kim had left her babies alone and I was like girl yeah. enjoy right.
0: it <laughs> and I did I was a hot mess that weekend but I did enjoy myself yeah you did. it was great well, and <laughs> yeah. Christina like you had told me about Anna like a lot like
2: I had told you both like so you know you're gonna be best friends and then we kind of just like didn't really talk about it. at the wedding I don't think we talked about books I mean well, we were a little well, you we were married. a little busy yeah I mean I wouldn't put it past us but yes we had other things going on and then it was right around the beginning of quarantine when we actually had our first. Well, our first Crescent book club City zoom. had come
1: out, and yes, we, were, we text- were reading
2: Crescent City, and Crescent City came out like right when the world shut down. Exactly, exactly. And that first one we had that was that was maybe one of our longest ones, like ever. And we've had some very long book club yeah. zooms. But I think in that, like, by the time we hung up, we had like four books planned. Yeah,
0: we did. We were like, yeah. let's read this we one, mapped and out then our this one, and then this one.
2: And it was so fun and it was so exciting.
0: It was so much fun.
2: And we all just realized that we are the same level of insanely obsessed with these books and entrenched in these worlds. We are like
0: insane about it together. We are insane about it together
1: and we all bring different things to the table. Like Christina has pages and pages of notes that keep color-coded keep us on, yeah, color-coded I, I like and organized yeah and it's like i have absurd knowledge that nobody else like really cares about <laughs>
0: yeah. anna remembers like literally every detail i remember nothing like you'll you'll we'll get into that but i literally remember nothing christina like has copious notes that are color-coded and tabbed <laughs> and like organized and I'm just here, like, cursing and here for just the sexy oh, times. Oh, no, Kim, and the... Kim
1: keeps us sane because I think Christine and I could both go off on tangents that, like, we really care about <laughs> oh, yeah. individually. Yeah, no,
2: Kim, Kim reigns us in, for sure. And and now, since that first Zoom call, we have been book clubbing
1: every week for almost a whole year.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Which, that's insane.
1: It's insane. The amount of books that we've read. Oh,
0: I know. In the last-
1: yeah. And reread. I mean, we've been rereading series like you guys we reread have, yeah. a lot of the Shadowhunters with me. We all read re- reread Akatar together, and then I read. Christy goes. and I read Throne of Glass. Yeah, y'all
0: read. Yeah, y'all reread Throne of Glass with me.
1: Oh, and then we had Blood and Ash. Oh, and Bridge Kingdom. <gasps> God, I
2: love that book. It's oh so my good. God. Oh. Well, we'll we'll do an episode on that one soon. Yeah,
0: don't you worry. Bridge Kingdom content oh. will be coming your way.
2: Okay. Um, Enough about us. Let's let's get going. Let's get into it. Let's get into it. Um, Before we jump in, there are just a few things. So first of all, a content warning. Uh, We want to note that this book, as well as our discussion around it, uh, contains mature content, uh, as well as touches on the topics of mental health sexual abuse and trauma uh and secondly we want to note that this episode will contain spoilers yes spoiler alert uh for a court of silver flames as well as the akatar series as a whole so you've been warned spoilers coming your way okay all right let's do it Yay! let's dive in let's go let's go let's go back it up i just wish everyone listening to see kim days just so ready. So ready to do. Okay, here we go. So ready. Okay. So um, ready.
0: It's my book club dance.
2: Okay. Okay. I feel like overwhelmed at the amount of how much I love this book. Same. As we all are. Like, I'm a huge Sarah J. Mass fan. I, in no way, shape, or form, thought I wasn't going to love this book. Mm-hmm. There is no part of me that thought that I was not going to like it because that's just not possible. Mm-hmm. But I also, I feel like I was just so blown away by the amount of... Of emotions, the different emotions, like just the spectrum that I felt, I feel
1: like yeah, it was completely. just so
2: beautifully done, and I, I think I'm. It was just extra. Su- I don't want to say surprising because again, like I, I feel like I, I, I would never hate one of her books. I like. Well, Nesta but, wasn't our favorite yeah, character
0: going say, into it, so I think
1: hard, we were. She was really yeah, hard.
2: Like it was extra like. surprising because. Going into this, I was
0: apprehensive I going really in.
2: Didn't like her as a lot of people didn't, and mm-hmm. I feel like that was on purpose, definitely, um, by Sarah. But the the amount that I now mm-hmm. am, I feel like defensive of her to myself yeah. before mm-hmm. I read this book. Like that is the level of like I I now understand. Well, did you feel her.
1: defensive before you started it, or like as after you were done? After um, I was After I was after done. I was done. Like, when I started
2: reading my notes from the beginning, and I was like, I have no sympathy for you. Like, oh, poor you, blah, blah, blah. Like, you're such a bitch. I was mad at myself in defensive of her to myself. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting, because
1: I think, I think of the three of us, I, ha- I at least, I didn't hate her as much. And I think, and I don't know, like, when we reread all of the books, like, over the last six weeks, I actually didn't reread a lot of the first one, which you get a little bit more of the sibling dynamic when Faraz and Nesta and there and Elaine are all living in the cabin. So I didn't Oh yeah, feel, that's who she's the worst. Right. And I I, like... I haven't reread that portion in a long time. I kind of jumped in right when we got to under the mountain. Um mm-hmm. and I so I maybe maybe it's because I skipped that portion, but I in my head I just wasn't as angry at her. Like I felt like I could I felt like I was maybe I was I actually felt like maybe I was over-justifying what she was doing. And you guys were so mad. I was like, why am I not so mad at her? And I just, I had a very different, I was not happy with her. I thought she was, I really, I mean, I thought she was a bitch. And I thought she was very angry and bitter and really just didn't know how to let things go. Um, But I wasn't as like, I don't know, I wasn't as mad at her.
2: And I think a lot of the stuff I I held on to of not liking her was from that first book. Was like, Mm -hmm. you know, a... Fera, and I mean, a lot of that is we were in Fera's head for three books. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. four, three books in a novella. So, and sh- to Fera, it was, you know, in that first book, she's literally in the snow in barely a coat dragging like a, a, car- a carcass of an animal she just hunted on her back to the cabin, yeah. and she gets there. And Nesta's like, can you hurry up cleaning that? Because like we're kind of hungry. Mm-hmm. But I refuse to chop wood, and I refuse to help you. And like, can you just hurry, you stupid little girl. And it just felt so so overly mean that i just didn't understand i
0: think sarah does that i mean i don't think sarah wanted her to be a likable character i mean she said that oh no. she said like i yeah, don't i didn't want her the to be tour, sympathetic book
2: event she was like i did not want her to be a sympathetic character
0: yeah i definitely i think i disliked her the most i don't know i love cassian i've always loved cassian so much and i think like how more is like, I was very protective of him because he was so genuine and like open hearted. Like, like Asriel says in this book, like, or I think Reese even says like, you wear your heart on your sleeve. And Cassian was like, I don't like, he was like, I don't care. That's just how I am. And I think to see her kind of know that and like, just hit him with these things that she says. And I'm just like, Oh, it's so,
2: she hits hard. hard." Yeah. Well, and I think that's what it was. Yeah, I do think it was specifically strategic that Sarah was like, I do not want her to come into this book as a sympathetic character Mm -hmm. because then her journey will be a lot. It'll be what it is. It loses some of its power
1: because I agree. yeah, Yeah,
2: which is beautiful, and it was very effective because going into this book. Really, all we'd seen is, like, these characters that we love so much and we're protective of and her being mean and awful mm-hmm. to them. So, like, we're not, there's, she set us up And I think to we've already that.
1: had that. Like, with Feyre, Feyre had traumas, but, and, and she had some of the self-loathing and, and guilt that, that Nesta clearly feels. Mm-hmm. Um, but But she was so likable. Yeah. She was. That just that just goes back to you know Sarah J. Maas being able to write characters and understand. It's not just writing characters; it's understanding the human condition that people behave differently, and how somebody experiences it and goes through something is not going to be the same mm-hmm. as somebody else.
2: I think really what it is is she makes like they are they're all imperfect. Like they all mm-hmm. have these things that are um, these, these flaws. flaws and these things. Like like Nesta's journey is messy and like it is complicated and like she i i really really appreciate that sarah didn't try to sarah like she's sarah sarah you know um that she she didn't try to like like excuse any of her behavior it wasn't like oh let's forget that happened or like oh let's 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 just like brush that under the rug and like we're just focusing on her being nicer now it's like she deals with everything she said and everything she did. Like everything mm-hmm. is brought back up. And it's, and like, it's not a quick, yeah. she doesn't
0: get better quickly at all. I mean, it takes the entire book for her to, and it's, it's slow. There's little yes. shifts that happen yes. throughout the book that, that are so small. Yes, there Like there's shifts. little places yes. where I would even mark, like this was a shift, like this was a turning point, but it was a little piece, you know, bit by bit and really it took the whole book for her to, work through, like, her, most of her issues and kind of come to terms with, with things and learn how to cope. And, and it was just so amazing to see her journey. I just never, I mean, I could have never predicted that.
1: In those shifts, she would, it, it it was almost as if she was addressing one thing, like you do in therapy, like you, you talk about something and you address that and then you talk about something else and you address that. And like she, her ability to like, learn to say, I'm sorry. And then her ability to like trust somebody, or acknowledging that she mm. right. I, I think she's always known. Yeah, I'm I sure mean, right, like, she's done that like, like especially like I have hurt. like so many highlights from like the first two chapters when it's just Nesta and her. You know that oh that shitty apartment, and I just kept writing guilt, guilt, guilt mm-hmm. under all my notes because every time she talks, it's about not being able to live in her headspace um not Mm -hmm. like hearing not being paralyzing fear and not being able to stand up and do what she thought she needed to do and blaming herself for her father's death for elaine's capture for the cauldron being fractured Mm -hmm. and you know then the cauldron seeking her out and therefore hurting elaine and all of these little things and it's just guilt 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 and it's I feel like she's always in knowledge something. and she's never been able to like Mm -hmm. embrace it. And that's part of her big journey is learning to love herself. Exactly.
2: And I feel like it's so interesting because when we get those little Easter eggs at the beginning, they are like hidden within her being just such a bitch to everyone. And like, they're like really few and far between where like, it's almost like she, the second we see her be a little vulnerable or like Mm -hmm. show a little bit of, don't know herself or niceness or something then she just like comes back tenfold to be like so much meaner and push everyone further away and I feel like the further we get in the book the more she in her own head which we are in is Mm -hmm. like actually acknowledging and understanding what's going on Mm -hmm. to like be able to vocalize
0: I think one of the first things like one of the first steps or the shift was that like she started realizing that she wanted to throw an angry remark at somebody because she was feeling a certain way and she started to tell herself like, no, you don't need to do that. It was a a moment where she was like, I sat with the fact that like, I wanted to say something to hurt him. And I told myself like, you're not gonna do that. And that was a big moment for her. I think she always has a remark. She always has like some biting comment that she wants to like hurt first, lash out first before anybody can like say anything to her. And one of the first times she kind of realized, like, no, I don't need to say that. Like, I don't need to lash out at somebody. I can just sit with the thought and sit with the discomfort. That was, like, one of the first times that she really, like, you know, realized that. And I was like, oh, thank you, God, because I know you're so mean. And I just want <laughs> please you to stop. Please
2: just be nice for a please. second. Be um, nice. But, I yeah, I think it was just, it was also really, really beautiful the way, I feel like there were a lot of different plot devices that were used in, her journey in an interesting way like Mm -hmm. I mean her physical training right so it was like okay so she she gets there she doesn't want to train which was a whole annoying really embarrassing thing for Cass and she really pissed me off um but Mm -hmm. like when she actually starts training like I feel like one of the first shifts that we see of her like being just a little playful with Cass and like all this stuff was immediately after that first training it was like Mm -hmm. and she just the actual physical movement and release and like getting her health self out of her headspace and like just even that first day the first time doing it we saw a little shift it was like oh this is exactly Exactly. what she needs like
1: at the i think it was at the end of that where i mean and everyone always says like you know if you're like exercise releases endorphins it can help with depression and all of that
0: Endorphins make you happy. If you're happy. Happy people shoot don't shit their husbands. Husband. Happy, happy
1: people do like. <laughs> They just don't. <laughs> I was like oh, sitting here by the time, like, I'm not going to say it. I'm not
2: going to say it. But <laughs> I will. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Thank you. Um, <laughs> um, and, you know, and, and it's at the end of that first training session on top, like at the top of the House of Wind. And she's lying there, like panting and she just looks at Cassie and I think I can't, I'll phrase it wrong but she says like why do you enjoy flying so much and he's so taken aback by it because it's the first time he's she's like asked him a basic question or or that wasn't a I didn't have like an undertone mm-hmm. to it and and it's almost like he pushed her and pushed her and pushed her and she was in a good way. Like he pushed her in the exercising and you just wear your body out. That There's nothing left to like fight. Yet. Yeah. Like You're she couldn't like build up your, her brain. Brain, your yeah, mind. Yeah. yeah you, you reach this sense of like exhaustion that you don't have the, it's almost like peace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's what she finds through so much of her training is this ability to like channel all of the anger and frustration and self-loathing that she has.
0: She says, I know what scene you're talking about. Cause I, that was, that was a shift as well. Like she, he says something about, he answers her and she says to him, this is the first time she ever like was at all vulnerable in front of him and said something like, um, she was like, it helps me in my mind. And he looked yes. at her and he said, yes. me too. Yes. He's like me too. And that was yeah. one of their first moments oh, where so they good. connected at all. You know, since the war and everything that yeah. happened, like for her to kind of say like that helped me was just amazing. I loved yeah. to see that.
1: And I know. And I think it's interesting. I think you have to like, if you're taking Nesta's current step mental status and, and the way that she handles things her whole life, it goes back to like her mother, and um, Elaine says at some point, Nesta was trained, the ballroom was her battlefield. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. was how her mother trained her. And and uh, Nesta remembers her mother saying, like, you know, Elaine will marry for love and beauty. And you, Nesta, like, you'll marry for conquest. Or, you know, you're, she trained her to be like a mm-hmm. weapon because she knew that Nesta had this sharp mind and this wit and this ability mm-hmm. to, like, cut and you know, Pharaoh was too little and basically tossed aside at that mm-hmm. point. But Elaine didn't have that in her, or her mother didn't see it in her. And I think that's yeah. you know, when you're raised from the time you were little, like at 14, as Elaine says, she, yeah, she won was the like, heart of the Duke just because Duke proposed to her. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I can't imagine your entire childhood thinking, like, this is all I'm good mm-hmm. for. She wasn't shown real love. Mm-mm. She was right. only and shown then that,
2: they lost all their money. And it's like, okay. yeah, her
0: little sense of self that she even had was then even that was ripped yeah. away from her because she, you know, there were no more ballrooms. She, she was in a cabin yeah. and yeah. she literally was like, well, now, I mean, now what? Like, I'm literally good for nothing. No
1: Helps them. Oh, she has such a good. There's such a great quote that addresses that. Uh, here it is. It's, it's right after like the intervention, yeah. as I call it. Um, she says things happened to her. Anytime she tried to exert control, she'd been thwarted at every turn. And she hated that even more than The King of Highburn. And I think that's hard for her. She has, anytime she has tried to take control of her life, it's been ripped out from under her. Whether it's like people controlling her or the circumstance, like the cauldron, um, all of that was out of her control. And I think, you know, there's a real sense of like, loss of mm-hmm. agency over her body yeah. that it tripped that in this new fae world in this you know that when she went into the cauldron um you know she talks about seeing the men stare at her and laugh as they shove her underwater yeah. and it sounds so repressive and
0: very claustrophobic and it
1: just it's a nightmare and um it's Ugh, so claustrophobic terrible. and and then she comes out and she didn't choose this. And, you know, like, I know, like, oh, she's like this. I remember when we were talking about it the... when it first happened, like, we joked, like, what are you so upset about? Like, now you're this beautiful, oh, yeah. like, you live forever. That was a
2: note I have on the like, first page. Like, oh, you poor, beautiful thing. Yeah.
0: You poor thing. Oh, you, you get you to be beautiful and live forever.
1: Yeah. You're so powerful. Yeah. you hate that but for you. you really think about it, it wasn't her choice. That wasn't what she wanted. She says
0: that later in the book to Cassie, and she was like, I'll never know because I never got to choose this life. Yeah. Like I never,
1: you know, like I I, love that. That's such a powerful statement. And I think that's an interesting parallel between like her and the, um, when she goes to work in the library, because all those women have had their choices taken away from them in some way, shape or form. Totally, Absolutely.
0: I love that she goes to work there. I think
1: that was such a smart choice. One of my
0: first notes was like, I'm hoping that working in the library will kind of like humble her a little bit and realize that like she can find community with other women who have been through the same thing in different mm-hmm. ways, have been yeah. through trauma and grief. And yeah, I and love the friendships and the connections that she makes with people there. And I think it's just easier for her to be herself around. She just has a really hard time right now with like Elaine and yes. Feyre. And I thought it was really good for her to have women that separation from that.
1: Something that was her own too. Something that was hers. Yes, like Elaine. I mean, (laughs) Elaine in her garden. Elaine in her gardening. Gardening, but I think that's how she channels herself. And I think and and then Nesta has her painting, and or not Nesta. Sorry. Oh, Feyre. Feyre has her painting, and I think Nesta just needed something. She did.
2: Yeah. Well, and I yeah. I feel like I, I don't know the the idea of this sacred library for. Like, specifically for these women to, like, heal in has always just, like, since we first got introduced mm-hmm. to it, it's just I, I've such loved a beautiful it. concept. Oh, I know. first um, when we met Clotho.
1: Clotho? Clotho? Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: I just, I I loved it. I loved it.
0: Speaking of um, things we loved,
1: <laughs> let's... Cassian?
0: Let's talk about, let's talk about oh. Cassian. Speaking oh, of our love... Sweet
1: angel boy. Sweet it's angel boy sweet yes. Cassian. angel boy. Yeah. Sweet angel boy. <laughs>
0: I refer to Asriel and Kale. Cassian and Gem, as Team Kale is, and
1: all of and your and Jim.
0: Well, yes, like just, but more so Will. Yeah, Will. I liked I Jim, like but I not was not a Sweet Angel Boy spoiler level. Boiler alert for Infernal Devices, but I was um big. Kim's I was a big Team Sweet Will Angel Boy
2: level. Kale is
0: though. Oh, there is no Kale Sweet is Angel Boy Angel like Kale. <laughs> Kale is he was he was the beginning of <laughs> that's what I thought. My just, uh, I love I him so, so much. Yeah. I love him so much. But that's a that's, different episode yeah. for a different day. <laughs> I love Cassian. Yes. I oh. uh, love him. I mean, guys, he's so we, great. I feel
2: like We've just we've been so. Uh, I love him so much going into this book that I think that is yeah. another mm-hmm. part of it too. That that is why we automatically. Well, I'm not saying we. I automatically went into this defensive of him, like Nessa. Me too. Stop rubbing it in his face. Or, sleeping with people like stopping so mean to him you threw his gift in the river and i will never forgive you as a person me christina will never forgive he you. threw it in the river oh well
0: but because she, she was oh, so yeah yeah but i yeah, i know, you know what you're mean, saying like, but oh no oh i, I i'm never so with the girl like that I, at was the end, I was very like, yes
2: i am here for this they complement each other so well and i am like so mm-hmm. invested is uh, i i really didn't think i was going to get there i i really
0: i didn't either he gives her he so really much does. grace and he's so, he's so, he gets he's her, her.
1: biggest champion.
0: He really, especially yeah. to Reese, like I love, yes. I wrote that one of my notes was like, Cassian is so loyal and protective of Nesta and he is so, def- he really defends her to Reese and the whole inner circle because she doesn't ever want to yeah. come see them. Yeah. So he's yeah. like kind of representing her throughout the story and he's just, I love how he defends her. I just love how loyal he is to her, and I
2: like think are... that
0: she has somebody in that group that really gets her. Because like Feyre, yes. is her he... sister, yes, but not.
1: I was just gonna say I also really liked seeing Cassian in this book because, um, you know, we he's always been like like we said he's always been one of our favorite characters. Like he's very different from Reese, and as in that, like mm-hmm. he's always been the comedic relief, and he's always been the one that. Um, really kind of brings light and joy to conversations or to, like, the scenes. And he's kind of the jokester. Like, I imagine he's probably the funniest one at the snowball fight every... Oh, 100%. Oh, my God. uh, The freaking
0: snowball fight. I love it so much. But for
1: the first time, like... And he always plays it as if everything that people say to him that's negative is brushed off his shoulder. Like, he doesn't Uh care. And you know that can't be true. And we really get to see it in this book. And, you know, just like with Eris... Calling him a brute, yeah. and um, and yeah, Nesta calls him, calls him, calls him a a that bastard. too, like a like yeah. a
0: Ilarian born bastard and yeah. a Ilarian bre- bred yeah. bastard, and, an Eris and I just, is
1: like a brute yeah, and it's it's awful, and like he, and you see, he's called these things throughout the books, mm-hmm. but you never see the after effect Mm-mm. of it on him. And when Nesta walks in, and sh- and he's sitting in the armchair, and she's like, oh. it's kind of like it reminded me of like when Reese and Feyre and Feyre's depressed and Reese is like just play with me like, exactly Hun. yeah like he's trying to get a rise like out like, of her like, at anything on, on. just show me you're alive totally, totally. and mm-hmm. and Nesta's like what's wrong I also think it
2: really really threw her that he was upset like I, she like usually doesn't see him actually yes. actually outwardly upset
0: yeah I love seeing the more like not serious side of him but I just love getting more insight into him as a character outside of just like being this super sweet, really loyal, totally. great guy who's super funny and always cracking jokes and like winking and stuff. But it was, oh, it was just so, was so fun. great and to like, see honestly, him.
2: Honestly, some of like the wisest, most beautiful statements of the book come from him when he's talking about like healing and from mm-hmm. his, from your past and like how you get past that. Mm-hmm. And, like it will get better and there is another side and like I just need you to trust me. And it's some of the things, some of the statements that he says about his own like, struggles and healing and stuff is art. Oh, like so with his mom. Beautiful. Yeah. And so wise. I and like, ugh, yeah, I just, I'm, I'm really happy with us. Uh, I okay. Love,
0: so I love yes him. We,
2: we love them a lot. Also, we should discuss that. Um, they're mates. They're mates. Also, they're mates. You talk about yes. Let's talk
0: about it. Anna, why don't you gloat a little bit? Because Anna called this from, I mean, what book book two, <laughs> book two.
2: <laughs> All right. So for context, Anna calls everything. Ever. Anna picks so, up like, on she everything. Ev- she like picks up on every little detail. I knew Farah uh, and Reese were never gonna mates let this... The
1: moment he showed up to Callan May, I was like, oh, bad boy, this is it.
2: Which Done. is just, I Mate. still feel like impossible.
1: And I hated
0: him. Yeah, for like Which is I hated. What Sarah I was like, wanted no. us to do
1: for a while. A hundred percent. I remember Christina. I remember the first time Christina read um at Qatar for the first time and she's texting me and I was like so did you get to the ending yet and she was like uh yeah and I was like so what about that last moment between you know like Era and Reese and you were like I don't know I was like, like I think it's something weird. with their bargain like, right like, like
2: didn't they make a bargain he, like apparated you use the word I think yeah I was like Harry Potter
1: terms like he apparated, he apparated like Harry Potter and I was yes. like I was like so <laughs> what do you think that meant what do you think that like I was like I moment was and you were like I don't know Anna and I was like I was like mates yeah oh my gosh
2: Anyways, yes. Okay. So
0: Anna is like the most observant person and she reads into everything, every little thing. And she has been saying that Cassie and Anesta were mates forever. And going into this book, she was like, they're going to be mates. And I was so dead set against it because I I was like, This
2: was really fun to watch. I also have to tell all of you, this was really fun just to watch as the. I was like, they're not going to be mates
0: because. Um, Yes. Because Sarah made such a big deal out of the fact that in the first book, it was a huge deal that Feyre and Reese were mates. They were supposed to be this, like, very rare, special thing. And it was this huge deal that they were mates, and, like, everyone was like, oh, what? Ooh, mates? Like, what? And Mm -hmm. I don't know. A part of that could also just be because of, like, who Feyre was. Like, it wasn't just, like, some other high Fey person. But to be fair, I... In my right. mind, I was like, like, no, she already has Farrah yeah. and Reese as mates. Then now she has a freaking Elaine and Lucian as mates. Right. And neither of them is happy about that. Like, I just thought there's no way. And I personally thought that it would have been really... I thought that what was going to happen was they were just going to, like, choose each and other. So and so interesting. They did. They and did. they did.
2: They had the quintessential mate talk before they said we're mates.
1: Which I think was an interesting way of doing it because... Like I said, I I have known oh my in my mind and in my heart that they were mates. But what was so interesting to read was that it wasn't acknowledged and that they chose – they choose to choose each other. They did. and again. Right. And, like, when they had yeah. – they had the, like, quintessential
2: mate talk where, like – which is just, I feel like, it, generally common in, in mate – fated mates in, in any book, but especially Sarah's, where they have the, the – Talk where one of them says, I'm yours, and the other one says, You're mine, yeah. and they're like, I'm yours, you're mine, always. Like those terms just yeah. kind of, you know, thrown about. And it's like a very emotional talk. And usually that happens after we figure out we're mates. But like that happened, then we had a little bit, then we have a fight, and he's like, I'm your fucking mate.
0: Oh, like, yeah. What is wrong with you?
2: But like the way that was revealed was so interesting because when at that moment that where they had like the talk where like I'm yours, I'm whatever, I was like, oh, they're not. About they're not mates.
1: You're, wait, are you talking about when they were having sex? Mm-hmm. And she's like, you're mine. And he's yeah. like, I'm yours. Yeah. 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 I Yes. I was like, well, we don't say this unless you're mates. That's what I'm
2: saying. But I also was like, they're saying this and they haven't said they're mates. So they're not going to be. And they're just choosing each other. And I thought that's what was happening. Mm-hmm. I was wrong. I rock. thought
1: she really, she really laid it out. I mean... Like, okay, yeah, this is me to you, into Sherlock
0: Holmes. Anna, yes, take like, <laughs> <says laughs> you, like, Sherlock Holmes. Or like I'm Sherlock, and it's like it I couldn't mean, have been clearer that they were mates. Like, <laughs> she's
1: like, how did you not see this? Really, could not have been clearer. I don't understand it. <laughs> I mean, I just love the way Sarah J. Mask writes these books because, like, I'm—I mean, I realize I'm—I read into all of this, but I was right, and. Like, I love the pearls that she lays out throughout the books. Like, yes. I mean, in War I mean, d- I mean, of course, in A Court of Mist and Fury, like, they lock eyes, and, like, there's this kind of connection between them that you could just read as a connection. And then when she's made, and in the cauldron, and he's like, crawling that to her, was, and he hears yeah. her crying.
0: And mm. I was like, that's
1: an interesting, like... I mean, again, you read it as just, like, he just feels some connection to Nesta. But then it was really in War where... Feyre, because it's Feyre's point of view, she notices a few different times, like when Nesta goes to Scry, that, oh, that yeah. n- when Cassian puts his hand on her back, she like calms She down. notices, Farah notes, like, it grounds Nesta, yeah. and there's, like, a sense of calm about her, mm-hmm. and I just feel like if it was just a sexual attraction or, like, a basic, I like you, you like me, that wouldn't have been noted it was such a high stress situation and then of course like when the cauldron is about to wipe out all the illyrians on the final battle oh that's the screams his name name. and in this book she keeps talking about that moment of like when she screams his name and then again when the king of hybrids about to kill cassian and she throws her body on top of him and she says a few different times like she will not um admit what that moment meant to her or she will not like acknowledge the truth mm. of why she did that, why she screamed his name. And as I'm reading it, I'm going, "Yeah, you won't acknowledge it because you're me. So and you when you lay it out
2: like it. that, I agree. There's a mm-hmm. lot, but in the moment,
1: you can. Totally I think it, you can. Way. It
0: can read it different ways. I, I think,
1: wanted to read it that way, and I happen to be. And I, think, I wanted to read it that way.
0: Right, I I think she lays it out to where like if you wanted to see it, it's there, but it doesn't. It's not distracting from the rest mm-hmm. of the story because there's moments where yeah, it's not like, at all. okay, that we're not ready to reveal that yet. So like, I don't want it to take you out of the story and be like, wait, is she trying to give us a clue? Like, it's very subtle how she does it. Even like yeah. Anna, the scene you sent me when they're in the prison, and is it <sighs> uh, is it Lanthus so, or yeah? How the, do you say the,
1: that, that that guy? And he says, oh, I mean, that Oh, yeah. Quote, that's such a... That, that was the big... Say,
2: that's that's the first time I was like, yeah, that's it. They're, you're right. They're, they're that's, right, like,
0: sure. the big thing. Um, <laughs> Guys, didn't even notice it. <laughs> <laughs> didn't even... Yeah, Anna sent it to me, and I was like, I, re- I must have skimmed right over that. When he I, like, get says, stressed, from I stress sin- read. Or, like, yeah, I... That was He says, like, from, based on your sense, I would say you're, and then... You two
1: are blank. Yeah, he says, and you, He, this is the quote. He oh. says, and you fairies are all blind to your own selves. Lanthus crooned, circling again, and Cassian readied his blade. Based upon your scent alone, I would say that you are. And then he gets cut off because Cassian attacks. And I was like, okay, but that's all the confirmation I needed. <laughs> well, and I... I, in that moment I was like, yes, yes, they are mates, okay, this is happening. But then nothing
2: happened and I was like, "Sarah, are you playing with us? Like what are you Always. doing?"
0: Always. Just let us yeah. know. Um I as someone who I don't I wouldn't say I didn't want them to be mates. I just from a um
1: a literary meeting like, standpoint. From a
0: literary like um w- w- yeah, and like the it's the principle of the thing. Like for me I'm like, "Well, you said yeah. that it was rare." <laughs> and so I'm a very like um it's just such a Kim. I, I'm a, I'm a, very, <laughs> I'm a t- type i'm a i'm a enneagram one like i'm a very justice type of person so for me it's like well it's yes. it's not right that you said that it was this super rare thing and now we've got three sisters who have mates and it's supposed to be this like super rare thing that
2: all happen to know each other happen to know each
0: other happy. happen to have these three you know guys but i having said that um I really love how she did it. I love that they really did choose each other and it was almost just like the icing on top that they were mates, but I think more importantly is that they it did
2: feel like a like afterthought of it, them choosing each other. Yeah, sandwich, which and was not the icing. in and like not but
0: a but like, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Like it's like a cherry on sorry, yeah, I guess cherry on top not icing. Um <laughs> like a cherry on no, top those work. Yeah. of of their whole journey together and that they really they totally, totally understood each other. It was not an Elaine... Lucian situation, where there's like no. no connection between them at all. Like I love how Sarah did it, and she really. I think even if you, and they
1: really. Sorry, and I was just saying, they, and they really do choose each other. Like even in that big fight, he he wants her. He's like, say it, just say it. And she says no, and he says, say what I like knew from the moment we met. What I knew the first time I kissed you. What became unbreakable, unbreakable between us on Solstice night. Mm. And she won't say, and he just says, I'm your mate. He's like, I'm your mate, and. Oh, yeah, but that's, that's that part. No, that's I thought that, that, that was he later. we my mate. Like, why are you still fighting it? And then it really goes into like it goes back into you know Nesta and just this because it if she hadn't been turned, the mating bond probably it wouldn't click, right? Because I don't think humans can have that, right? Because mm-hmm. it hadn't. And see, she say. says like I don't know what I want. I didn't have the
0: choice. That's what it was. She's like I didn't because have the choice. For
1: her, she says it like basically if she acknowledges it, this is her what she says because with that one word like mate. That last scrap of my humanity goes away with that one stupid word. I am no longer human in any way. I am one of you. And he says, I thought you wanted to be one of us. And she says, I don't know what I want. I didn't have a choice. Like, I don't know what I want because I was never given the option to choose what I want.
2: See, and this to me is a hard moment because my gut reaction is like, oh my God, just be his mate. Like, it's a word. Like, you love him. And like, after everything that's gone on. What's gonna make you feel like you're high fae and not a human is that you're gonna say this
0: word. And he even says that. He was like, after everything we shared, like after Solstice, like they had that moment. Oh. And
1: then Cassian says something
2: so awful. I was gonna say, and then he says the stupid shackled thing. Oh, Cassian sticks his God. foot in his
0: damn mouth so many times in this book, and I'm like, Cassian, get it together, I didn't get have it a together man. But to be shackled. shackled. To
1: you. Like, that's her worst fear. But her worst really, fear. It really is because her worst fear is to not be wanted. Mm-hmm. And then she calls in that bargain. I was waiting for that bargain for like hundreds yeah. of pages. Like, what is what she going to do? do? I started. totally forgot about the bargain. I totally forgot about it until she called it in. And I was like,
0: damn we, Let's move on to the Anyways. sex scenes.
1: Oh, yes. Girl, yes, let's, yeah. yes, let's move on I to the am. sex. That's yeah.
0: really what we're all here for, right? Am I right? Am I right? Am I right? We were
2: not disappointed in uh, Sarah's first venture into adult novels.
0: No, we were not. This was her best stuff yet. I'm just going to say it. She
2: went for it and I
0: loved it. Here I for it, loving it.
2: have loved Living it for it, breathing I, for it. <laughs> living for it. Breathing for it. Here for it. I honestly I was like, Sarah, you have been holding out on us. Can we get rewrites of Agreed. every other couple of their like sexual encounters? Because yes. <laughs>
0: it's so hot. Guys, Dory could we get Dorian oh, and Manon rewritten?
2: That would be a perfect one for this oh. because they would definitely Dorian.
0: I'm just saying, like they're a little. We'll
1: get there later, but I can't wait for As. Oh, sexy! We'll get there. Shadow
0: slinger. Those okay, shadow. So no, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, am sorry, we gotta go. Oh, yeah. But like,
1: well, yeah, we're getting ahead of ourselves. The okay, sex the sex are scenes,
0: so top good. notch, A plus 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 plus.
1: I,
2: I, I, I. She somehow, I, I don't know how she did this. I mean, I, I feel like I've I've read a, a a healthy amount of like sex scenes in these types I'm of books almost, and. Yeah, the same content was addressed, and it was so much hotter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and like, I feel like handled in a way that was really, really hot while not. It being didn't feel like it like, didn't
1: feel like like you know, like yeah. gratuitous yeah, or gratuitous. I don't know. that's a or 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 like you know when you're watching a movie and it's like nudity for nudity's sake and it's unnecessary. It yeah, was it felt it, it felt. Mm-hmm. I think because Nesta has used. Sex so much as a coping mechanism that, yes, when we open the book, right, you open it with that. Like she's got a man in her room Mm -hmm. in the first chapter, and um, and I think like for Nesta, her like wanting to take control of her body, she's used sex in that way because I don't think she's felt control of anything Ah, else mm -hmm. in her life. And you notice like in the bedroom scenes, like she, you know, Sarah J. Mass really writes her as um, a dominant female in the bed and I think mm-hmm. a lot Which of Which is, mm-hmm. I have to say, super fun to read, as, as opposed to, like, I feel like, generally, maybe it's just
2: everything I've read recently, but generally, everything's, like, the virginal girl who's like, oh, what? Oh, I don't... Teach me how to be sexual. Mm-hmm. And this was, like, they were mm-hmm. very much evenly matched and both knew what they liked and wanted and knew how to handle it, and I loved
0: it. Lo- I loved that.
1: And they use it as, like, Agreed. that's kind of their first way of... Like, they have these, like, little moments where they say things to each other or they share something... But in some ways I think Nessa doesn't really know how to open up and her, she is a physical person. I think she uses like physical touch as a a way to show how she feels and cares. Mm-hmm. And it's really interesting because there's actually a quote from Cassian in this book that talks about how much he needs physical touch. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He like he needs it because he didn't he was denied it as a child because Which she was probably was, was too. It's
2: definitely both their love language. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh. Um, hundred percent. Yes. Language. I, it's, oh gosh, it, the way she handles these sex scenes, too, is just so well done. There's,
0: it is. It's just enough. It's just, it's enough. just it's, enough. It's the perfect, the scenes are the perfect length. You get what you want, and it's down and dirty and I was gonna say, it's so like, hot, but then she doesn't got, linger. It's like, like
2: I, I mean, yeah, I was like, but, like, okay, can
1: we stop getting arrested? Did you get the feeling, like, though, that, like, the, so did you, do okay, the first few, um, like, sexual scenes are not actually yeah. sex. And if... Oh, no, they don't no, have sex for a and, while. it felt like she was almost, like, mm-hmm. playing foreplay with the reader. Like, she was, like, teasing yes, you. Like yeah Which was, was really kind of an interesting totally. way to read them. Because they were teasing each other, and the readers were getting teased, too. And you knew that, like, when they had their moment, it was going to be a big kind of hurdle for the two of them, and you just wanted it to happen, but they kept, like, being... Uh-huh. A, um, I was
0: very... I was, I was pleased. I was
2: very pleased. <laughs> the sex um, I also feel that I, I want this in
1: all the other books. I feel like. hundred percent. I.
0: The bar has been raised. Yeah, and Sarah, now it must.
1: The bar has been raised. The bar has been raised. The under- I'm very, I'm very interested to see what she does in Crescent City in the next few books. So. Oh, yes. Um, we gotta yes. talk about that too. Cause this was, that's actually technically adult
2: too. And there was none of this. That there. one's adult. That's her first yeah. adult Okay. Series. Anyways. Um, okay.
1: Yeah.
2: So, um, Oh, Oh, can we talk about Emery and Gwen? Oh, uh, I love them. Oh, I them. love
1: them. I love Emery's kind of sass and Gwen's quiet, like, reserve and power. Like, she's just. I
0: just love them. I love their bond. I love, you know, like, the, the, the chosen family is, like, a theme that Sarah. Oh, yeah. She's yes.
1: so big into she the, does. that. She's very family. big into well. chosen
0: family. Obviously, um, Nesta at first was really hates that Faye recalls the inner circle, like, her family. She really doesn't. She takes great offense yeah. to that. And she says something yeah. like, "Was li- was life with the Archerons, like so terrible?" And I wanted to be like, yeah, "Honey, kind of. yes. Uh, where where have you, you where not have you been? Her
2: hunting in the snow? Where with, where,
0: like, where have, no, have you been, like, Sweet Pea? Coast, Obviously, yes, like it's, it was terrible. She was out hunting in the winter. I mean, for fun? No. no. <laughs> um, but I love that Nesta found her own people because I think yes. she really struggled to fit in with the inner circle. She didn't know her place with them. Yeah." And I love that she has Emery and Gwen, and that's her own thing that's completely separate. they each other. Yes, absolutely. And they understand
1: each other. Because they've all been through something. They've all been through something, like, again, like, it's not the same. They haven't been through the same traumas. But I think it's um, it's after Nesta goes to visit Emery at her shop in Windhaven. And she says something like, trauma wears different masks. Mm, I, love that, I love that line. I love that line. It's because such it's, a beautiful it really quote. is true. Like Emory, what Emory, Gwyn, and Nesta have been through are all very different experiences, but they all have a common thread of loss of power, loss of like self, um, loss of control, um, and they together like those traumas like she says they all they're they're different masks and they all grieve and show them differently but they come together to support each other and they look at each other and they say I see you and it doesn't matter what you've done or what you think you've done or what you could have done oh, we're here beautiful
0: guys let's talk about the blood rite because
1: Kim I think you oh, said it it's like the hunger games guys I it was, like, was the stress hunger games okay. it was literally so-
0: the blood rite reminded me, so, I mean, from waking up and oh, you're yeah, racing for the weapons that. and you're having to kill Gosh. people. Oh, She kills someone, like, right off the bat. Yes. And then you have to hide at nighttime from all yes. the animals and you know, everything everybody. else. I mean, it reminded me. It was so well done. It was. I was so stressed out the whole time. I was
2: losing it. So
0: stressed. It, I did not see the story. I was like, I did not see this happen. I don't know if y'all saw no, that coming. Like, not. heard them getting kidnapped. I did not. So... You guys, them, the three of them making oh. it to that mountain and then them leading oh her God. to fight. Like, yes. she, she was you like, you guys, oh that God. moment so was...
1: I also just love how, like, I love how, thick like, throughout the entire Blood Rite and through all of their training, they they use the Valkyrie techniques that they learned, you know, the breathing oh, yeah. and it's beautiful. The working together as a team. I feel like
2: I learned things about meditation in reading them talk about, med- talk about the breathing. Yes. Yeah. Okay, so
1: I found that, I found that quote that we were talking about. She says, I am the rock against which I am the rock against which the surf crashes. Nothing can break me. And, um, then Emery says, nothing can break us. The Aww. world seemed to pause at the words as if it had been following one path and now branched off in another direction. Yes. Uh, in a hundred years, a thousand, this moment would still be etched in his mind. I think it's Asriel. <coughs> that he would tell his children, his grandchildren, right then and there, that was when it all changed. Yes! God, I love Thanks. that so much. That is That is, so is great. such beautiful. Beautiful. a precursor
0: yep. to... And that's beautiful. right
1: when Gwen slashes the ribbon oh like the next yes second. the ribbon yes the so ribbon it, i like i i mean i know i just like it would have been great if nessa did it but i i just think gwen needed no I, I love that it was, was gwen. gwen i I, was so I really love that it was gwen
2: i just that the female friendships there the three of them mm-hmm. they're individually such beautiful characters but together um,
0: they are just like
2: um okay so the baby
0: let's talk about pharah and the damn baby oh
1: okay I don't understand how in centuries of um, evolution, fey women, fey females, have not been able to birth Illyrians with wings. I don't get it.
0: Have we never heard of a C-section? I don't get
1: that either. Well, they talk about it. They say. It'll kill the baby. And I'm like, why? They say it's... Why would it kill the baby?
2: So I thought when they started talking about that, like, oh, if we... Cut her open like the c sections not going to work. I was like, oh, they're going to use her magical blade to I cut thought her that open, too. and I it's going to be her power totally with in you the Christina. blade. But I'm frustrated that Reese knew this was a problem, could be a problem, and didn't like I don't know tell her, hey, when we're trying to get mm-hmm. pregnant, maybe don't
1: shapeshift while we have sex. Don't
0: turn into an Illyrian when we're having sex. I didn't
1: look at it like that. I just i ass- i assumed. That he didn't know that was a possibility, but like the like, second I he says he the thought, baby has like,
2: wings, him and Cass and Az are like no, like they know exactly
1: what it means.
0: They know he d- he does know that's so, yeah. Oh no, they, but I
1: think I'm saying I think he didn't realize that her when she does her shape shifting that it also oh the DNA mean, with the shape shifting like it would literally at yeah. the like he says later on it, at the core of her it, like it totally i can't remember the words he uses but like it basically Uh, changes all of the intrinsic like biology of her and i don't think he realized that i think he thought it was more of like similar to what he did but so first of all can i just say (laughs) as a mother who had a, a rather like not a traumatic delivery but it was not an easy delivery when you're reading the book and like they come back in from the blood right and there's all these freaking people in the room i I was was like like, "Uh -uh, absolutely not out Mm -mm, like no get out get out please everyone leave just everyone needs to leave and the midwife or whatever the healer Maja, Maja. i was like everyone else can go (laughs) no thank you
2: um my honestly my biggest problem with this whole thing is that I felt like it was super out of character for Reese not to tell her about what was I going didn't on. love that I felt like it was really super like, either, like yeah. strange and Tamlinny of him to just like keep her in the dark mm-hmm, about that
0: mm-hmm. I didn't I, I my my problem so Nesta um she says that she will give her powers back to the cauldron if if the cauldron will save Feyre and the baby and therefore Reese because Feyre and Reese made a, a bond, a bargain. Oh,
1: God. When,
0: that if one dies, the other dies.
1: I? Yeah. Also, I um, was like, you're idiots. Just like Ameren. I was literally Ameren. Yeah. Amarin, I was like, girl, I'm right there with you. Like, what the
0: She fuck? says something I like, romant, you romantic fool. Like, you fools. Like, yes. why would you do that? Fools. Like...
1: I uh, yeah I get I it's so stupid. It's so like, sweet. Also also like if you had I g I don't know, like you're sweet and all but like if you die who's like who's gonna take over? Kier? Yeah. It's gonna go to somebody else who's terrible, possibly. If you don't have a your baby's gonna be an also, orphan? Like, you're gonna leave your baby. I mean this
2: was like, a decision post ACA war. This wasn't a new decision. Which is why Amran's right, you romantic. Yeah. Fool. This was a decision post ACA war.
1: This is why yeah. we don't make decisions when someone dies and comes back from the dead. Which is when it Yes, happens. exactly.
0: Yeah. It never serves us well.
1: Never serves us well.
0: Yeah. Um, okay, so the baby. My issue was, so that happens. Nesta gives her power back. But, of course, the mother leaves her a little bit of power because w- at this point, why not? Whatever. And then, so not only does she save the baby, but the baby somehow changes now full
1: term
0: now full term not premature premature? and perfect which i did not like as a mother of twins who were premature my twins were a month early which most twins uh, full term for twins usually around 37 weeks yeah i delivered at 36 and one um and i was really lucky that the girls didn't have to go to the nikki or anything they were like four and a half and almost five pounds which is uh, which is great but i just
1: same as my twins
0: I didn't like the whole concept of like that the baby needed to be made and then like she says like the full term and perfect and I'm like okay well why couldn't the baby there's baby tons of babies that are born two months early that sort yeah. are yeah. survive fine like and, I didn't like that I she had to, like, to change yeah
1: I felt the same way Kim like I think I was like why why did why was that necessary to say that right exactly and I'm not like knocking I mean I listen I love a happy ending. So I was very, I mean, I knew going to die and they needed yeah, to find like, some way to save yeah.
0: her. And right. I'm that. fine so with like, that. I'm I,
1: for it. I, I, you know, overall the ending is great, but I was a little bit, I was just, I agree, Kim. I was kind of like, mm-hmm, okay, well, mm-hmm. but why did we can say Farah and also be like, okay, we have a premature baby because there's nothing wrong with having a premature right. baby. There's
0: no, there's right. And then while she's there saving her sister, And her nephew, and therefore her brother in law, she decides to change the anatomy of her body to be able to one day give birth to Cassian's children and not have this issue with the wing. All I'm gonna say is that wouldn't have been a thought that had entered my mind while I was trying to save my sister's life. Just probably wouldn't have been on my radar. Wouldn't have been on my radar, but.
1: Yeah, I didn't think of it as like in the moment she chose to do that. I looked at it as more like. At the culmination, at the finish line, like, she had this little bit of power and the mother gave her a gift and she chose to use the gift this way. Mm -hmm. I guess what bogged me was that SJM wrote it in and I kind of thought it would have been, I don't know, maybe they adopted a bunch of Illyrian babies who, like, were, whose parents died in the war or whatever. I don't know. I just thought that, like, we didn't need, we didn't need her to, like, change who she was so that she could bear these winged children. Mm
0: -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, it
1: felt, I totally agree.
0: Again, as someone who is adopted... I just think that, like, you have to change the anatomy of your body. Like, yeah. there's other ways to have children. There's other, and and this book is all about found family. Yeah. So I kind of felt like, okay, this book's I mean, all about found point. family. That's and a good point, Kim. Your family isn't necessarily your blood. Like, you can adopt children, and they're just as much, and I don't think, I'm not saying Sarah's trying no, to make, like, no. <laughs> the adoption wasn't even brought I up. I did
2: really like Reese kneeling, that was like, really kneeling beautiful. to her
0: oh that was very sweet
2: crying and saying thank you i
0: really loved that
2: and it was a really bonding moment for them too like she he kneels and is
0: Mm -hmm. crying
2: and says thank you and she like, and hugs
0: him and I that that I forgot about that Christina I loved that I thought that was a really sweet moment and then afterwards he keeps like giving her gifts <laughs> that was funny and so yeah, until until sweet. finally and oh and you guys he gives her the house of her and Cassie in the house of wind he gifts it to them
1: I love I that I love that I, loved that. I thought so that was special. so love, love, it's yeah. so Stop special the to gifts. them just give me a really nice mating ceremony
0: <laughs> yeah she's like and he's like done. done and he goes all out I love that okay
1: can we can we talk about the Asriel bonus chapter yes oh let's discuss
0: let's discuss the as chapter
1: so quickly very 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 like cliff notey here yeah very very brief basically it takes place it takes place the night of winter solstice um and like this book and as finds elaine gives her a present and it's this I think it's like a, a colored glass it's like a it's a necklace with a little rose on it oh
0: cute
1: and it's beautiful very and, lame very fragile um, oh
0: no it's it's a um, yes. okay so it's stained glass and it doesn't stained look glass, like much but when you hold it up to the light you can see the depth
1: all the colors of, of the colors oh, I and everything love that. it's so okay. sweet and he gives it to her like in a dark corner and she keeps stepping closer to him and like they are uh, they're going in for a kiss oh hell yeah and they Resand. Yes, but Rhysand is up on the balcony, like, the landing, and he goes, like, clears his oh, throat. and they Reese. step back from each other, and he gets really mad, and he's like, Reese you can't gets
0: do this. Rhys gets really mad. He gets Wait, really mad. Wait, why is he so
1: mad? And he's like, you, because you, you can't do this, like, Lucian is a part of our court, they are I mates, do like, feel this could start about a Lucian. war, like, you can't, you can't do this, and Az is, like, really pissed off. Let Az have, have something.
0: I know. I mean, so, my God, he has so little in life, like, just <laughs> yeah. let him have this moment.
1: God kind after more for 500 years i know so he goes up to the house of wind to like work off some steam at the training room
0: after this happens and
1: gwen is there <gasps> but the big thing that is noted is that he notices that his shadows seem to sing around her around gwen or and like he keeps around gwen <sighs> that like he they seem to respond to her and almost like Want to be around her. He uses the term like they dance and they sing in her presence. And I'm like, oh, mates. (laughs) Anna was like, they're mates. Well, 100% they're mates. I mean,
0: Anna, what we didn't mention is that um, there's a little uh, insight into Az's dirty mind. And when he's having his moment with Elaine and they're stepping closer and they're about to kiss. (gasps) yes he tell me more he tell me more shadows sexy shadows (laughs) (laughs) um he and correct me if i'm wrong but he is he i think he's talking about elaine when he says like he wanted to like taste her (gasps) and like he wanted to experience some things with her and there were some very dirty thoughts in Az's mind wait, about I Elaine.
2: one of you guys send me this, because I, I need oh, to read wait, this. Yes.
0: Yeah. So he has these thoughts about Elaine, and he's really, like, he has this very strong attraction. I mean, I'm um, here for it. But so then, what, what, what I didn't like was that he went and gave the necklace to Gwen.
1: What? Yeah, so Elaine returns the necklace, and then he goes to the library. Wait, why did Elaine return the necklace? Oh, because they got Well, yeah, and I think she realizes, like, it's wrong, and she just, she has a sense of, like, this is not right. Like, I'm supposed to, like, I can't, like Lucian and i don't even talk and i won't even wear the freaking jewelry or gloves that he gives me the last mm-hmm, solstice mm-hmm. right and which um I she returns it and so he goes up to the library and he said and he gives it to clotho and he says can you give this to gwen like i think she deserves something nice oh, and that's he says nice. and and also, just tell like, her it's anonymous and don't i'm like just re-gift, right. the like, gift like, don't re-gift the gift don't regift gift the gift because it <sighs> felt very um
0: it, at the time, it felt very personal to Elaine that it was like this. Yeah. When you look at it, it was like a clear piece of glass, right? But then when you hold it up to the light, it has all these depth and colors. Oh, yeah.
2: See, and now I'm thinking like this is totally going to come into play. There's going to be a situation where Elaine sees Gwen wearing that necklace and she's going to be like, where did that come from?
0: Yep. And that's yep. going to be a yep.
2: an issue.
1: Okay. So I want to talk about thoughts and predictions for the next okay. book. Like who's going to be in... Which love interest has she said like what the flow is? So
2: she said in the book tour that um each sister is getting a book, so it's it's the next one's gonna be Elaine.
1: Interesting. So does that mean Moore doesn't get a book? I don't. It doesn't seem like it.
0: Oh. I bet she gets a novella. Oh, I
2: really want to see a more. I was
1: about... gonna say I
2: I bet she gets a novella in between. I
0: think Moore is gonna be in this next book. Way more. More. <laughs>
1: okay. More. <laughs> okay. So, okay so that's... <laughs> hold the phone hold the phone because Holding. i have i mean obviously lucian and elaine are mates and i understand that a lot of people really don't like elaine so people
0: hate elaine and really don't want her to end up with azriel
1: i mean elaine is like annoying and kind of harmless but she really starts to grow a backbone in this book an entire book everybody coddles elaine and cassian is one of the only ones who is like let her you don't mm-hmm. know what she is capable yes, of.
2: Yes, exactly. I can I read this quote really, really fast from the Favor Bonus chapter. It's just directly um, about this. So uh, this takes place right after the big fight between Elaine and Nesta. So okay, Reese says mm-hmm. she says, "Have you ever seen Elaine act that way?" And she says, "No." And then uh, she says, I mean, she's been brave when she's had to be, but she's never been confrontational. And Reese says, maybe she was never given the chance to be that way. Yeah. And then Feyre says, you think I stifle her? And Reese held up his hands. Not you alone. He surveyed the study as he thought. But I wonder if everyone has spent so long assuming Elaine is sweet and innocent that she felt she had to be that way or else she'd disappoint you all. With time and safety, perhaps we will see a different side of her emerge.
1: Ooh, I think that's really key because Which I think that's it's, a yeah, precursor to the I next book. I think it's really, really key, hundred yes. percent. And you know, so it goes back to like this whole. I don't. So if Elaine's getting a book, I want to see As. I want to see who As ends up with. We and have to.
2: I also think there's a chance of us getting an Elaine book where maybe she starts out with Asriel and then. Throughout the story, we see maybe Azriel and her go in different directions. And yeah. maybe she actually does end up with Lucian and As ends up with Gwen. And maybe we get to see both those journeys. Um, and hopefully some more in there too. But yeah, maybe we get to see both. Agreed.
1: Okay, so really quick. Before we wrap this up, can we talk about the little tidbit that happened? It is literally a sentence in chapter... What is it? 62. This quote. The mood hadn't been helped by a rare red star blasting across the sky. It's Aelin.
2: It's Aelin falling through the universes. It's alien falling through the multiverses right? from Kingdom of Ash. It's Aelin. A thousand Aylin, percent is Aylin, right? It's right? Yeah. A thousand percent Aylin. has to be Aelin, right? Is, wait, yeah. what?
1: What? Yes. And she passes through the world, and SJM's already confirmed that. And when she passes through, oh the world, she my sees gosh, two a male and a female, one with a swollen belly. Hello, it's Pharaoh. <laughs> <my gosh. laughs> gives her a little bit of power to help her get through. He like the rest slows,
2: of her her back he slows her down because she's falling too fast. slows her down yes. from
1: falling. Yes. He he she's falling down. too fast, and he yes. slows her down.
0: Amazing. And it
2: makes it me so happy. There is no
0: other reason we have the star.
1: No other reason. Literally. That's
2: the only time we bring it up. It has that to.
0: That blows my mind. It's incredible. Blows I my just, mind. Oh. What a tie-in. Oh, what a gosh, tie-in. This book was
2: so good. So good. Um, and to combat our book hangover from this book, <laughs> our next book is going to be Chain of Iron. Chain of Iron. That's
0: right. Yes,
2: the sequel to Chain of Gold by Cassandra Clare. It comes out Tuesday, March second. So be sure to get your copy and read along, and then come book club with us. It's gonna us. be so good yes and then in the meantime be sure to subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts and follow us on social media and message us let us know your accord of silver flames thoughts we'd love to talk to you about it and in the meantime until we see you next time for episode two happy Happy reading reading, you guys (laughs)
0: happy reading Yay!